the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Oh my gosh, are you <laughs> buckled in and ready for this? <laughs> yes, our longest annual episode ever. And I am recently recovering from a sickness and I lost my voice, so I sound like a sad smoker. But I am excited and I am energized. Oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled. I was honestly like psyching myself up for this and I was like how long was this episode last year like four (laughs) hours it was so long and then I went back and looked and it was only two so you know I'm feeling good (laughs) this is great we're gonna be fantastic we're gonna talk about every movie that we saw this year it's gonna be wild and fast and bizarre (laughs) but first we have a review and honestly this is maybe my favorite review we've ever got it is quite frankly wild so (laughs) the person sarah led who i know um says i feel a little stalkerish five stars matt was a friend of mine in college and when i saw he was doing a podcast i was like huh i'll give it this a try (laughs) here i am like a year later not even really a movie or pop culture buff but i listen to this religiously more than any other podcast (laughs) TBH, I feel a little bit like a stalker of this old college friend of mine, so I'd like to stop. But it's just the right balance of lighthearted and woke. (laughs) I find out about new movies I'd never otherwise know about, and I just weirdly look forward to every new episode. Sorry for being a creep map and then shrug emoji. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, she shouldn't be embarrassed. I mean, she can say she's staying for me instead of for you. You know, you were just a vehicle with which to get to me. So I get it. That's true. I'm the gateway drug of this podcast. People come (laughs) for me. They stay for you. That's how it works. (laughs) That is so nice, though. I think we have to get that, like, printed on T-shirts, though. Like, the the right balance of lighthearted and woke. Yes, I think I think I'm the lighthearted and you're the woke. If we had to, uh... <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Thank oh you. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, okay, we can't spend too much time on this review, but yeah, 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 yeah. if you are listening to this and you are a fan and you you know know one of us creepily or uh, <laughs> don't know one of us and are still creeping on us, you know that's great. Leave us a review. We will read it on air. You're fantastic and marvelous and wonderful. <laughs> Um, and you can also follow us on social media. We are at PS You're Wrong on Instagram and Twitter. We're accepting mm-hmm. questions for our mailbag episodes. So you can email oh, those yeah. to us or DM us on social media. But okay. Good ones. And I'm sure you'll have a lot of questions coming off of this episode. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So to explain <laughs> how we did this, I attempted I this last this. year. Yeah. You just scoffed at me. <laughs> so Shelby and I both saw a crap ton of movies this year it's so we have been ranking them all year i mean we've been talking about it so you know that this has been happening mm-hmm. so i went through and every movie that we saw gets like a point quantity based on where we ranked it so if it's the first movie that we or if it's the best movie we saw it gets one point if it's the 80th worst movie we saw we get <laughs> it gets 80 points so your goal is to get <laughs> as few points as possible here if both of both Shelby and I saw it, then you just add the points together. So if I thought right. it was the, if I ranked it one, Shelby ranked it six, it gets seven points. Easy enough. However, mm-hmm. there are some movies that only one of us <laughs> saw. And this, this is where is it gets a little bit part. tricky. I know. Yeah. It's so good. So, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, 
let's say Shelby saw a movie ranked at first place. I didn't see it. We could just double the score that she gives out, which would be mm-hmm. one point for her, then one point for me who didn't see it, but doubling her ranking, which would give mm-hmm. it two, which would therefore put it in the first ranked position, which feels a little bit like, okay, well, probably I wouldn't also have ranked it first if I had seen it. So like, how do you differentiate <laughs> that? So what I did, I mean, maybe I would, but probably not. So what I did was I went through and I looked at how far apart our rankings were. And this year, on average, our rankings are 22 points apart. So that's the difference <laughs> that most, that we have in between. Wait, wait. What was the difference last year? Do you remember? The la- the difference last year was 24. So we're getting oh, our minds cute. are slowly melding yes. together. <laughs> Finally rubbing off on you. You're getting some good taste. And and. It's weird because last year we saw 54 movies that were the same. This year we saw 63. And even though you and I both saw more movies individually this year, we ended up seeing the same number of total movies. So I don't know. Cute. But so anyways... In the situation that only one of us saw it, I not only doubled the, that person's score, but then I also add the 22 points to it to like average out what our difference would have been. So that's how Ooh. these scores are factored, which is slightly Magical. complicating and confusing, but oh, I think I love it works. It. We'll see. Magical we'll see. math. It's like, it's brilliant. I re-listened to our last years just to hear you explain the math again. <laughs> And uh, we just laughed and laughed. I love it. But I get it. I get it. I'm, I understand it more now. So, But, you know, we're both English majors here. We're just trying <laughs> to do the best we can. We need a mathlete to, like, come on the podcast yeah. and help us figure all of this out. Yeah. But, so, like last year, this year, because of this, like, weird point discrepancy that we have, the bottom of the list just turns out to be a bunch of movies that only <laughs> one of us saw that we ranked low and got saddled with this 22 uh, bonus point thing. Love so, <laughs> starting from the bottom, we'll go through these quickly because they're just bad movies that only one of us <laughs> saw. In 113th place, we have Hellboy, which I saw and oh. was quite frankly terrible. I ranked this Why 94th overall. did you overall. see that? I saw it because a friend of mine was like, we should go see move- a movie together. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And it was, I, I don't even know when this movie came out, like maybe like late spring. And yeah. he was like, I want to go see Hellboy. And I was like, I've never seen any of these <laughs> movies. But he was like, oh, they're rebooting the franchise. So I went and saw it. It was like the most grisly, disgusting thing. <laughs> it's the guy. It's um, what's it? It's the sheriff from yeah, Stranger Things David dressed Harper. up like, yeah, dressed yeah. up in this Hellboy. Make- it's It was just so bad. Yeah. Like, I, I need to look at my actual rankings. But like the, I think I saw like. 95 movies or something like this is like very <laughs> low on my list yeah. worth skipping as i did so okay so then next in 112th place we have gloria bell which i saw and was bad mm. this is the like um shoot what is her even name i can see her face I this one <laughs> it's like it's like um it's like a woman like going through sort of like a midlife <laughs> oh, crisis. Yeah. She's like sleeping with a bunch of people. It's like just so Oh, boring. is it that it's like... Chloe Grace? No, no, it's, no, not. it's not. Which Chloe one's Grace that? Grace. Where what she's like an assistant. Name? 
I don't know what you're talking so about. Grace Moretz, she's not going through a midlife crisis. No, like she 12. was like, no, someone, she has an affair with someone who's older or something. <laughs> what is this woman's name? Julianne Moore. That's who it is. Oh, Julianne really? Moore. She's going through a midlife crisis. I don't even it's know bad. what you're talking about. Well, yep. well good on me good. for skipping it. Okay. In number mm. 111th, we got Judy. Which I wow, saw you're really 86. making a you're you're really showing your whole uh, taste right now with you winning at the bottom of the list. What does that say about the movies you choose to watch? Well, well I just saw like slightly more <laughs> movies than you did, and then the movies that I thought were bad, I was like, Shelby, don't see, so you didn't see, so they're oh, all yeah. just like clogged you're at the right. bottom here, you're you right. know. <laughs> In 110th, we have Rambo Last Blood, which I watched, I think, about five times over Christmas with my family. Terrible. Terrible. It makes no sense whatsoever. He sent, like, his, his like, fake daughter goes to Mexico and she gets killed. And then he, her, I think she gets killed there. Anyways, for some reason, he, on his, like, ranch in Texas, is like, I'm going to build a cave full of booby traps and then all of these like cartel people who killed his fake daughter come and he like kills them all in this cave it's bad it's bad <laughs> skip skip at all costs 109th we have maleficent mistress of evil which i just saw <laughs> i 100- love that these are all yours this is amazing I know. i'll just sit back take a moment <laughs> Continue. Let, let your voice heal. Yeah. Uh, 108 <laughs> is Breakthrough. I talked about that recently. 107, we have Black Christmas, the like sorority oh Christmas horror movie, which These was are, bad. Yeah, yeah. I saw it by myself in a theater in Florida. No, you none of my family wanted to go that, see it with though, me. weren't you? I was. Yeah. And then I saw it. <laughs> and the reviews came in. It's like really not. <laughs> It's like sort of not a horror movie. You know what I mean? Like there are people being murdered, but you don't really get to see it. And then, Mm. and also a lot of it was spoiled by the trailer. It's one (laughs) of those kind of movies, like a trailer. Like if it's going to be a horror movie and it's going to be a good horror movie, you need to be surprised by some things. And when everybody's death is in the trailer, you're like, okay, well that girl, I know she gets, you know, tied to a banister at some point. So that (laughs) that needs to happen. You know, it's just like not interesting. Yeah. 106 is The Lighthouse, which I ranked 80th. This is the um, Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe, Locked on an Island, just lots of farting. Mm, Um, That's right. You were into it. Finally. Here you go, Shelby. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm excited. At 105th, there you have Wine Country, which I did not see, and you ranked 79th. (laughs) Yeah, I saw a total of 82 movies this year. Um, this was honestly the worst movie I'd seen for a long time, but it got beat out by a few others. It's like the Tina Fey, like midlife crisis, women's friendship trip that just was a hot mess. It's a Netflix movie. Don't even bother. (laughs) It sounds like the moral of the story this year is let's not make women's midlife crisis movies or, or maybe (laughs) they're just hard to make and do well. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's the main takeaway. It's uh, it was a lot of talented, funny people who just had nothing funny to say. So at 104, we have happy death day to you, which was another (laughs) bad horror movie that you did not end up seeing. Where did you rank it though? I thought you sort of liked it. I loved the first one. The second mm. one I ranked 76th, oh. so out of 94. So, Yikes. I mean, like, yes, it, it did beat, like, some other things, but not great. At 103, we have Bright Burn from you. Oh, yes. 
Oh, man, this is an interesting one. I honestly think you might like it just because there is some truly grisly murders in this. It's the it's the movie that's like, what if Superman was evil? So it's this like alien kid who's been raised as a human discovering he has powers. And um, and it is crazy. I just didn't enjoy it, which is why I put it down the list. It just isn't my cup of tea. It wasn't necessarily as bad as like everyone was saying it was. And I think it's one of those movies that people will appreciate further down the line because it is sort of a provocative question and it does sort of work a little bit. But yeah, it was way too gross for me. I think that's something to sort of get into as we get into here. Our next movie here is like best versus favorite. And (laughs) I was ranking these sort of based on... Like, I think the quality of the craft and the shooting and stuff kind of like just naturally comes in because if something is well done, then I'm more likely to like it more. But I did really skew these to like, what are my favorite versus least favorite? So there are things like Charlie's Angels, which I can admit is not the best (laughs) made movie, but I think is a lot of fun. So that is ranked higher (laughs) than things that I that I thought like okay yeah so it our first movie that you and I both saw coming Mm -hmm. in at 102 our very first Oscar best picture nominee would you care to guess which one it is okay I'm trying to think of which one I ranked lowest is it the two popes no because you liked it no, the two popes wasn't oh, a best picture. Oh, it's not even best picture. That's right. I keep forgetting that. I, I photoshopped us into it and I've Shelby, always Shelby, this just should forgotten. not be this hard for you. <laughs> I is it oh, Joker, obviously. Yes, duh. yes, yes. I blocked it from my memory. Oh, Joker. What a drag. Uh you ranked it seventy eighth. I ranked it ninety first. So, you know. Oh, like wait, how many did you see again? Is that your least? Ninety four. I oh, had okay. it at the very bottom at a certain point and then i was like no yeah. that's like just too much but it I know. was so uncomfortable it's tough because i ranked wine country worse than this but i'd probably rather <laughs> watch wine country than joker again but you have yes. to just like admit there is some quality to joker that's a little bit more than the netflix movie and so yeah i mean we had a whole episode about this and we both viscerally hated this movie so I'm kind of glad that film Twitter is falling out of love with Joker, if it ever was in love. But it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out in the Oscars this week. Well, it's threat to beat Parasite for anything. Ugh. I think really just made all of film Twitter be like, you know what? No, we do hate this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. A real slap in the face to Joker is that at 101, right above it is Ma, which <laughs> was so bad. This is the Octavia Spencer, like, I'm a, uh, like, a random lady in town who's, like, trying to seduce high school students and invite them over to her house. Uh, so what Tr- did you give it? Where I, did you rank I ranked it? 73. <laughs> you know, there was 20 movies this year worse than Ma, I think. And wow, that's amazing. You saved some of them with your rankings, I yeah. think, but... There were some that needed to go down there. there. And then also, your 73rd ranked movie is Crawl, which is at 100. Oh, yeah. Crawl is one that everyone loved. Like, it did surprisingly well ratings-wise. This is the crocodile, well, alligator hurricane movie. People really liked it. For me, it was just, like, 
I don't know. It didn't hit that sweet spot of just like stupid and fun enough. It was just a little too dumb and gruesome. So I wanted it to be campier than it was, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It like never really appealed to me. And the fact that you (laughs) didn't like it and it is a monster in the water movie really means (laughs) that it's bad. You know, that's like the kiss of death. I don't know. People really liked it. I wonder if you'd watch it and you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is top 10 for me. This is God. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Um. Okay. Number 99. Look at that. We're already in the top 100. How yes. fast we've gotten here. Um. I didn't even write down the, f- I don't even remember what the full title of this movie was, is the Zac Efron Ted Bundy oh, yeah. movie. It's like extremely, extremely something. wicked, incredibly extremely wicked incredibly evil oh i can't remember but yeah i keep wanting to say extremely loud and incredibly close i know, but I know that's, that's what not I just... it <laughs> yeah i know i just wrote the shorthand extremely wicked um zach efron we all know near and dear to my heart this was the promotional cycle where he bleached his hair and it was really working for me. But yeah, this movie was just mediocre. It tried to do it from like the girlfriend's sort of perspective, but it didn't really work. And um, and what's her face isn't that great. So it's a, it's a skip for me. It was 72 out of 82 for me. So pretty Ugh. low. <laughs> it's right there hanging at the bottom. Yeah. Um, Number 98 on the list is the movie that I ranked 70th, Pet Cemetery. I was so high going into this <laughs> year. It's like a Stephen so King movie. About that. Yeah. I read the book. I was like, this is going to be the second coming of It. Uh, surprise, it was not. It was so <laughs> boring. And just like like reading the book, I was surprised that they made it into a movie because it is sort of a slow burn. And then all of the actions like in the last five minutes. But then they, yeah. the way they marketed it was like different from the book. And then the movie itself was sort of like different from the book and the marketing material it's just <laughs> a whole hot mess so oh no yeah not great yeah i'm sorry mm, it's okay uh then at 97 we have aladdin which you saw yes. and i skipped i swear on my life you told me to watch this and so i did and i hated it <laughs> And then it turns out you had never seen it. And I felt like I wasted two hours of my life. But, you but know, we it didn't was a good... do an episode on it. Why would I have I told think, you to watch it? I think you had seen. I think in my mind, I thought you had watched it and you were like, oh, just watch it because you have Disney Plus or whatever. And so I Wait, you did... watched it recently? Yeah, I watched it on an airplane oh. to New York in like yeah. November or whatever. And it's a good airplane movie because it's so dumb that you like literally laugh out loud and then people look to see what you're watching and it turns (laughs) out to be Aladdin. It was so bad that Will Smith is just like so bad in it. And then they have this new song that's supposed to be like a female power anthem, but it's like 30 seconds long and it and it has nothing to do with the plot at all. And so the whole finale is just this like hot mess of weird magic and stuff. It was it was bad. It was a bad remake. I can't believe they keep getting away with doing these remakes because they just keep getting progressively well, worse. Well, Mulan coming to yeah. theaters shortly. I am excited uh, to see how that goes. <laughs> uh, okay, in number 96, we have another one of these bad Oscar movies they had to watch, Missing a Link, which I ranked 69th. <laughs> you didn't see it. We just talked about yeah. it. I have nothing yeah. new to add. It's bland. Yeah. 
<laughs> At number 95, we have a movie I watched on a plane, Escape Room, which oh, I ranked yes. 68th. It was bad, but it was sort of like a fun romp. I'd watch yeah. it again if like necessary. Yeah. You could handle those, it. Like, it's like easy those horror. Blumhouse, like horror chopping up bodies movies, right? No, no, it's like an it's like an escape room, but they're oh, but yeah, like yeah, somebody's yeah. trying to kill them. But um, <laughs> so it's sort of like a weird like you know scavenger hunt looking for clues kind of a thing. But right. I want to say it's rated PG thirteen because it has that sort of like it's scary, but it's not too scary feel to it. <laughs> they're making a second one though, which is weird because I think everyone in the first one dies. But whatever. Well, there's always Maybe it's another just new escape people room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <a> new escape room. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> 94. The time has come. Honestly, okay. shocking that this made it this far up the list. Uh, cats, <laughs> which you ranked 82nd. Is that yeah, my, dead my last least. for you? Yeah, that was the worst movie of the year. You know, I put it 74. Oh, wow. Uh, so there oh, was wow. 20 movies I thought worse than Cats. It was bad. Wow. But it was also like so bad it was good. You know, like I watched well, it twice yeah. in theaters. And <laughs> I would watch it a third time before I watched a lot of these other movies. That's it was so true. ridiculous. That's true. I think, um, like I said in our episode on Swiftish, I, I wish it was more stupid throughout. Like there were some parts that were just so boring and like, it's really just too much in some ways of cat singing because that's all it is. I just felt like it was an insult to all movies everywhere if I didn't place it last, you know? <laughs> like nothing about it worked except that you didn't nothing about even it rank it higher for Taylor Swift. <laughs> She's in your last place movie of if the year. If she had been in it more, I probably would have been wooed a little bit. What if she listens to this podcast? I think she'll agree. And with she, me. she finds very, out. <laughs> she has a very healthy perspective on the movie. She said she called it like a a bonkers experience, but that it was a fun time making it. So you know, she sort of agrees with you, I guess. Somebody should make a documentary about the making of cats and like <laughs> what happened as they were all like watching it, realizing that. it was going yes. on. I would love like a foot, like a camera just on Taylor Swift's face <laughs> as she's watching it and realizing like, oh, dear God, what have I been involved in? Well, Tom Hooper looked so dead at the at the premiere. He like didn't even want to be there. It was just like it was just amazing in that sense. But yeah, it was just a bad, a bad moment for for movies, you know, so it was last for me. At number 93, we have the movie you ranked 67th. I ranked it 88th. It's Britney Runs mm. a Marathon. Um, This one, I think I ranked as high as I did <laughs> because there's a scene with the actual marathon that made me cry. Like it just, that New York marathon moment is just really, I it just, it pulled it out of the dredges of badness for me. And I was like, fine. I mean, I'm a marathoner. I love marathons. I wanted this to be so good. It was so kind of like disjointed to me. <laughs> like there's that scene where she's just like randomly at her like family's house in like New Jersey yelling at this woman that she doesn't know. She's like trains with all these people <laughs> yes. and she doesn't run the marathon with her them. And yeah. the marathon sequence at the end like was cool because it's filmed during the actual marathon, but it was so short. It felt like it was like two minutes and then she was done. I don't know. <laughs> I was unimpressed. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was there was a lot of problems, especially with the character. I think it was like based on the guy's like true like his friend or something, but she was definitely an unlikable <laughs> person. So <laughs> uh okay. In ninety second, I tried to drag this down as much as possible. It's oh, captive no. state. You put it sixty one. <laughs> I put it ninety four. This is my least favorite movie of the year. The I absolutely least? hated it. Are you it was kidding? So- long it was no. so dull I, no. nothing made sense it was no. so bad like i would rather watch anything than no. this again i'd sit through that the joker ridiculous. five times before i had to watch captive state again. captive state honestly i wanted to rank it higher because i had so much fun with that movie <laughs> no. it was so fun i i still think about it sometimes i don't know i wish they'd do a sequel so i could get oh, all the no no it's not getting a sequel i just i mean this is one of our first no i guess it came out in like the springish huh it wasn't like a january was it we did we know. did a double feature yes. of captive state and that cancer <laughs> movie with cole sprouts that we'll get to shortly <laughs> i think and oh my gosh what one a of bad my episode. favorite episodes no i love that <laughs> i love that podcast episode it's one i recommend to people when they're like where do i start <laughs> I'm like, listen to Matt get so mad that he doesn't know why these aliens are bad. Like, it's just <laughs> so funny to me how much you hated Captive State for the weirdest reasons. Oh, uh, poor Captive State. It's definitely no, not, not the worst Captain. movie of the year. The fact that you managed to get it into the top 100 is... Yeah. <laughs> That's that's a feat in and of itself. Okay. At 91, we have Angel Has Fallen, which you saw. Oh, yes. Why did you yeah. see this movie? Why? Oh, I have a I have a soft spot for um oh man, I just forgot his name. What's his name? Oh, um, let me Google it. Um the bearded guy? Yeah, the main guy? Um Gerard Butler. Gerard, that's right. Gerard Butler. I have a soft spot for him. This is the third in a trilogy of like he's a um secret service guy and he just ends up having to keep saving the president from these insane situations like the first one was the white house is like under attack and then they go to london and london is under attack and now this one is the president is nearly assassinated and goes into a coma and it looks like gerard butler's ever loyal character is to blame and so he goes on the run and like has to clear his name and um i ranked this at like let me see 66 so it was worse than captive state but better than aladdin (laughs) um it was it was okay it was kind of it kind of lost its uh mojo halfway through and there's like a lot of extra stuff that didn't need to be in it but it's just your classic gerard butler action flick if you want to see him running around blowing things up it's uh it's right there (laughs) uh number 90 is another one of our classic episodes a favorite it's the kitchen which (laughs) you ranked at 75 i ranked at 79 so we're on the same page of this was this one oh it was a hot mess it was a hot mess i can't believe we haven't gotten to some of these other ones though like i (laughs) i'm a little worried about where you ranked some of these that i thought we were on the same page but (laughs) (laughs) no I think about at least like once a week the weird scene where Elizabeth Moss and Domino Gleason are like getting horny <laughs> for each other while they chop up yeah. bodies in the tub. <laughs> also, the scene where Margot Martindale gets kicked down the flight of stairs yeah. and Tiffany Haddish is like, restaurants are closed on Mondays. <laughs> like, just a lot of such a weird moments. movie. Yeah. A lot uh, of powerful scenes. 
Okay, number 89. <sighs> I ranked it 71. You ranked it 81. It's <laughs> Serenity. The Anne Hathaway, Matthew McConaughey classic. A classic. Generations will look back and say, this I is mean, a great 71 movie. 71 is great still twist. low for you. It's like, don't pretend this is a good movie. <laughs> I think here's the thing. is like, as I was going through this list, I realized that there were lots of movies that I supposedly liked that are like in the bottom half of my list, which one, I think I just like more movies than I dislike. But also anything so early in the year it's like yeah. serenity was in january and compared <laughs> to all of those bad january movies i think i was like this is great and then yeah. once you get into the fall you're like oh no this is truly <laughs> bad in comparison to like anything that's even getting close oh, to oscar God. with the exception of jokey and joker and judy well i'm glad <laughs> you had that wake up <laughs> that wake up call <laughs> serenity is literally second to last for me is one of the worst movies I've ever seen and I cannot believe that it got this high on our list even though it's still low for both of us it is it was better than Captive State it was definitively better than Captive State and it deserved this location no that's not (laughs) no Serenity was so bad for everyone involved from the writers to your precious Anne Hathaway like it just bad choices were made when that was a thing. <laughs> Not a great year for Anne Hathaway because at 88 yeah. is The Hustle, which <laughs> uh, you skipped. This is the Rebel yeah. Wilson Anne Hathaway like heist movie. Yeah. I ranked it 63. <laughs> it was bad. It was sort of fun, but bad. But like that's as high as I could get it. And it has Ooh. Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson yeah. in it. So like you know that I would put it higher if there was any possible <laughs> This was one that you like sent in a list of like, oh, these are ones you still haven't seen if you like have time in the next two weeks. (laughs) I was sick in bed. I had nothing to do. The hustle was like streaming somewhere and I was like, maybe. And then I was like, nah, it's not worth it. I just don't want to. I just knew it wouldn't be worth my time. Even on my deathbed. I was like, this isn't it. Another movie that I think is in that same category, uh, at 87, the movie you ranked 63rd, What Men Want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't remember this movie. Like, I I was like, <laughs> Rob was like, should we watch this because it's on Hulu now or something? And I was like, we already saw that together. And he's like, no, I didn't go with you. And I have no memory of why I went, like who I went with, like what happened that night. But it just totally I think left you my were mind. into it. I remember in the like year ahead thing last year, you were like, I was like, this looks bad from the (laughs) trailers. And you were like, no, I'm into it. Tragedy be hunted. Just tell the men what to do. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't work. It it did not work. So I stand corrected. At 86, another movie that didn't work. Last Christmas, which you ranked (laughs) oddly high. I ranked it 84. You ranked it 64. Which I know. Well, if you remember our episode, I admitted that it's just like dumb and fun enough and sweet enough that I I was fine watching it. I I can see a Christmas where I would watch this again. You know what I mean? It was, <laughs> it was fine. I really like Henry Golding. I really like Amelia Clark. So they were cute. And Santa, you know, she was fun. And I don't remember much else, but it was it was a good time. 
I just remember it being like so bad, and I remember <laughs> Emma Thompson with her weird like. Oh yeah, I don't even right. know where that, that accent's from. Like you're right, Chechnya or someplace. <laughs> yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. At eighty five, we have a movie that I don't even know what this is. Always be my maybe. Oh yeah, this is the. Um... I mean, it's not the Keanu Reeves, but he's featured in it. It's a rom-com with Ali Wong on Netflix. And the only reason it's this high, it's a pretty dumb movie. It's a pretty toxic relationship, actually. It's like these high school best friends. They have one hookup. It goes horribly wrong. And so they lose touch with each other for like 20 years. And then through a series of, you know, meet cutes, they run into each other and, um, there's the will they won't they Keanu Reeves has an appearance as himself and it is the funniest part of the movie and honestly is still one of the funniest (laughs) things I saw in 2019 so it's the only reason that it, it edged up to 62 on my list but otherwise it's pretty skippable okay here is another one that we're just like on vastly different spectrums apparently at number 84 the movie i ranked 92nd you ranked (laughs) 54 it's five feet apart the cole's press cancer movie how did this get this high on your list it was so bad here's the science of shelby's rankings it's like (laughs) i have a very confident like top 20 a very confident like bottom 20 Everything in the middle is really hard for me to sort through because I'm like, well, yeah, it wasn't good, but I loved it. I mean, and then there's ones where I'm like, this is so funny, but so bad. And then this one, I had to be honest with myself because it is probably one of the stupidest movies I've ever watched, but I was physically like shaking with sobs by the end of it. So clearly something worked. No, <laughs> you can't be surprised by this. We did a whole episode about it. I was sobbing and snot was rolling down my face. It was like, <laughs> it was like I was, I was the sad cat in cats with just the shaking face and the the, <laughs> the Jennifer dripping. Hudson cat yes. just crawling. That was me crawling in your rag. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I so, don't remember you being that into this. Oh, I just, really? When I think, yeah. I mean, I remember you being obsessed with Wrinkle in Time and crying through that, which, like, whatever. But <laughs> no. I thought better of you that that not even you could stoop so low as to be weeping during five it feet apart when like... when she falls through the ice. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It was like it was so dumb. They're like far away from this city, and she's like, "I want to see the city lights." It's like, girlfriend, does your mom not have a car? It's like, go to the city (laughs) but for some reason as soon as he's like standing outside the glass and he'd had all his friends put up the twinkle lights and they were saying goodbye forever i don't know something right after she got out of surgery like (laughs) like, they were like wheeling her in after life-changing surgery and he's like now's the time i'm gonna break up with her surprised she was even awake my gosh yeah yeah so this was bottom wait so this was how far from the worst for you I think this was like two or three from the. I think it was <laughs> Captain State, Hellboy, Captain five State feet apart was the was well, the bottom, really and then maybe no Joker above that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I couldn't help how I reacted to it. You know? <laughs> I had to honor that. Uh, 
Now I'm just nervous about things to come. <laughs> uh, okay, 83 is a movie I saw ranked 61. You didn't see Pain and Glory. This is the Antonio mm. Banderas uh, best foreign yeah. film nominee. It was. I it's know. one of those movies where it's like three separate parts. And like mm. one of the parts is very good. But the first part was like so weird and dull and boring that I really <laughs> had a hard time getting into it. And then even yeah. though the second and third pieces were better, I was still sort of like, okay, like not fully engaged <laughs> the whole time. If they just lopped off the first 20 minutes, I think I would have <laughs> liked this movie a lot more. Yeah, I feel bad not seeing it. I feel like I had a responsibility as the woke one to raise this up from your bad taste. Um, I just never, we didn't get around to seeing it. And then I've just been like sick and haven't wanted to drive all the way out to the only AMC that shows like foreign films. So it's Mm. my bad. I think I'd probably like it more than you did, but I guess I can't say that since I didn't see it. Uh. Um. Number 82, another movie you didn't see, Apollo 11, the Apollo mm. 11 documentary, which, like, yeah. I think if I had never heard of <laughs> space travel before and watched this documentary, I would be, like, mind blown. But after watching 7,000 different, like, TV specials and documentaries and museum yeah. exhibits and movies about this, the, like, original trip to the moon, it's like, I know mm. who's there. I know what's going to happen. I know where the problems are. Like, it just <laughs> didn't really... I watched it on a plane. It, I almost fell asleep. It, like, didn't do anything yeah. for me. I ranked it 60. No, you told me, hey, this is going to be nominated for an Oscar, so you should watch it. And I, like, <laughs> and pulled it, it up, and I was like, mm, I just don't care. And so I didn't, and then it wasn't nominated. So I won that round. Yeah, good choice there. <laughs> At number 81, another movie that you should have watched as the woke correspondent here on the podcast, Mm -hmm. Queen and Slim, which I ranked 59. I, you know, I was sort of excited for that one. It's sort of the, um, uh, what's the Bonnie and Clyde part? Yeah. Bonnie and Clyde sort of love story, sad story. But when it came out, there was a bunch of bad press about it and kind of the problems with it. And um a lot of black critics didn't like it and so i was sort of like "Mm, i guess i'll just skip it (laughs) it was just one of those movies where it's like everybody is making the worst possible choices the whole time (laughs) and you're like no one is this stupid like it takes you out of it it is beautiful though it's very like beautiful to watch but you know i love like a car trip movie where you're like in a car (laughs) at night you know it's like very yeah very cinematic but not um but not Not super engaging yeah (laughs) Okay, number 80. We have another one of our Emma Thompson uh, comedies Mm. this year, Late Night, which you were higher on than I was. I ranked it 72nd. You ranked it 65. Yeah, it was sort of, it was whatever. It was fine. I can't believe she got any nominations ever for anything, but she got like an Emmy nomination, right? I think a Golden Globe, maybe? A Golden Globes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think so. they were just like pawing around. Like <laughs> this was the same category that Kate Blanchett got nominated for. Where'd you yeah. go, Bernadette? So oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just a rough crew. Yeah. I think it's like I really want. I really wish the best for Mindy Kaling, but I just end up thinking a lot of her stuff isn't that great. So this was just another mm-hmm. thing that didn't stick the landing. Um, okay, now we have a couple more movies that you saw that I didn't see. And mm. number seventy nine is The Report. Oh, yeah. This is the Adam Driver CIA looking into the uh, 
torture during the like post 9-11 hunt for Osama bin Laden type thing. It's a pretty interesting story. It really makes you rethink all the love for Zero Dark Thirty. It was kind of a quiet release, but Adam Driver did a good job. It just wasn't like, it wasn't that well done altogether. Like, I appreciated the story that they were highlighting, and it was really thought-provoking and kind of made you hate the CIA and (laughs) the American government. But um, yeah, it just wasn't as good as I would have hoped. I ranked it like 57 out of my 82. So, and then right above that is the is her smell, which you ranked at 56. Oh yeah, Um, this is the Elizabeth Moss. It's one of those stories that's told in in vignettes too. So like. There's like four, I think, major scenes that happen sort of in real time and then it and then it moves forward to the next. And um, it's about this rock star who hits rock bottom and kind of has to figure her life out. I like Elizabeth Moss. I felt like she was a little bit much in this. Like she's very acty in it. I don't know. It uh-huh. wasn't like working for me. I don't know if it's just like I haven't been enough around drunk high people to think that it's believable but it just felt like a little much so people really liked it though but yeah it just wasn't as it wasn't really my jam both the report and her smell were movies that like got buzz like oscar buzz early in the year and i was sort of like uh they just don't appeal to me that much i'll wait and see how it lands and then (laughs) none of neither of them got nominated and i was like okay well that's fine i I don't need to watch them now i'll just watch watch breakthrough instead yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) the better movie um okay number 77 which you and i were on the same page here you ranked at 68 i ranked at 64 it's men in black international what you loved this movie i that's what i'm saying these (laughs) movies early in the year i thought i was obsessed with and then i I turned out i liked a lot of other stuff better we need to re-record that episode then because you were like oh my gosh this was so good I don't know why it's getting such a bad rap. Oh, that's hilarious. Although, like, if I think about it, I don't think that that was even in my top 10, though, by the time we got to the halfway <laughs> point top 10s. So I don't know what why I was so into it, because yeah. I clearly wasn't for that long. I think I just <laughs> like Tessa Thompson day. so much yeah. and Chris Hemsworth that I, like, was obsessed with them. And then I yeah. realized the movie wasn't actually that great. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's really not that great. So, congrats. <laughs> I was right. At number 76 <laughs> is the one movie on the list that you and I saw. Well, or I guess one of two movies on the list that you and I saw together. It's Glass, oh, which yeah. I ranked 78. <laughs> you ranked 51. So, quite a bit <laughs> higher than me. I know. This was one Rob obviously was like looking at my list and helping me think through, like, remember what I liked and stuff. And he's like, why is glass so freaking high? I honestly like I know it's a dumb movie. Like I know that there are so many plot holes and logical jumps in that film that make zero sense. But I frankly had a fun time watching its twists and turns. Like I thought everyone was enjoyable to watch. Sarah Paulson pulled it off. Like yes, let me see some more of this. So I I had fun even though it was really dumb. Uh okay, sure. <laughs> I th- it was weird. It was it was whatever. You uh, had fun during it and you were swayed by public opinion. <laughs> so, I know that because we saw it together. 
And we walked and out of that had... theater and we were stoked <laughs> on life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but then I was like, wait, Rob doesn't like it. And I want Rob to like me. So yeah. I'm yeah. going to pass. He's sold uh, out. At <laughs> number 75 is my number 53, which you did not see, Dumbo. This was the <laughs> uh, Disney movie you should have seen this year. Yeah. I think it was the best of the mix. Oh, my gosh. Um, or maybe, yeah, close to it. It was fun. <laughs> it was not It was not anything groundbreaking, but Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito are doing weird things in it. So, And Dumbo is very cute. Like, very cute. I don't know. This is on Disney Plus, too. And I thought about it again while I was sick in bed catching up on 2019 movies. But I just, I could not bring myself <laughs> to sit through a Dumbo movie. I hate the animated one. I don't know what this one would give me. So self self care. That's what I was practicing. And at seventy four is your fifty three, which I didn't see, which is Unicorn Store. <laughs> yeah, this is the Brie Larson. Um, I think directed or is written it like it's her passion project. Yeah, I mean it premiered like in twenty seventeen at like Tribeca or something, but it didn't get like wide release until Netflix bought it and released it in 2019 um it is honestly the weirdest movie it's like about this girl brie larson's character who um who is visited by a magical imaginary you're not sure samuel l jackson who's gonna give her a unicorn and so it's sort of this like surrealist sort of fairy tale like contemporary i don't even know how to explain it but there was something so endearing about it and it was like it was just like strangely sweet and gentle and I really just liked it. So it was like 53 for me. So middle of the list, right above five feet apart in that sweet spot. So. Oh gosh, dear Lord. Uh, okay. Number 73, we have, I think, oh no, not our last Disney movie, but close to our last Disney, The Lion mm. King, which you yeah. ranked 76. I ranked 52. I think I oh, bumped wow. this up because I like Beyonce so much. And like... <laughs> Was it anything new? No, but also like I wasn't. I didn't think it was a bad movie. It was just, yes, like if I saw did. this and hadn't seen the original, <laughs> I think I would be like, "Oh, I this is fun." And Beyonce, no, so. remember that hairball poop ball going? Across oh yeah, that the was bad. Sahara, <laughs> yeah. come on! Remember the lack of facial expressions, the total butchering of Mufasa's character. It was just a hot mess. This was one of the worst <laughs> movies of the year. No, this it was wasn't bottom that 10 bad. for me. It was so bad. It was soulless. It was a disaster. Beyonce is like women charge or whatever. It was just like, come on. Everyone involved could weird. do better. Our next one at 72 <laughs> is Frozen 2, which you ranked oh, yeah. 41, and I put it 87. This movie oh, was wow. <laughs> horrific. It was the most confusing, convoluted children's movie that has ever been made. There was 7,000 different that. characters and weird <laughs> plots. There was like, oh, the people in the woods, people the trapped in this fog. Oh, we got it. There's a void. There was so many things. You're probably I, as like right. a full-functioning adult, could not comprehend it. And you put it 41? I guess... I see your this point. This is in your top half of movies? I see movies? your point. I see your point. But um, counterpoint, I really did like the music. And I thought there were some really smart jokes in it. Um, so I guess I was just blinded by that overall. And I'm a sucker for the animation of it. But you're right. I probably, 
maybe put it too high. But again, it goes back to that thing where I'm like, well, I'd rather watch Frozen 2 again than like, you know, the report or always be my maybe. <laughs> so I guess that is probably one of those victims of. I would uh, not. If Frozen <laughs> 2 was a harrowing experience, it was so deathly dull. Um, okay, 71, the other movie that we saw together this year, it's Fire, the Fire Festival oh, documentary. Yes. We did watch that together. Oh man, that blowjob scene is just yes. I was high gonna say art. that's yes. that's the mo- the rest of the movie. Whatever that scene <laughs> yeah. is, the thing that bumped it up to seventy seven for me. Because otherwise, yeah. it was kind of like just what man. No, but- it was yeah, it was pretty high for me. I guess looking at it, I had it at fifty. I think just because it's such a like I was so invested in that story because I watched it like happen in real time. And so the documentaries were sort of a big payoff moment for me. And um, that documentary wasn't exactly well made, but it was so just like bonkers how it all happened. And then that blowjob moment. So I just I was highly entertained by it. Um, okay, at number 70, we have Your 52, which I didn't see, Hotel Mumbai. Oh, yeah. This is the Dave Patel. Um, it's based on a true story. It's like a hotel in... Oh, I don't want to say. I don't. Yeah, it's like... Um, <laughs> uh, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> um, it's... <laughs> I'm recovering from a cold. I'm on medicine. (laughs) Um, But anyways, it's taken over by like some sort of terrorist group and the staff has to help the um, the guests survive the night. It um, also stars that handsome tall guy from Call Me By Your Name. Oh, Army Hammer. Yes. And um, and there were some things that worked, but then also you're just like, watching this very violent like sad story happen and you're sort of like why are we why are we sort of like glamorizing this like I don't know so it kind of left you feeling a little dirty in the end um but it was it was well made and like inner interesting enough that I enjoyed it so that's my justification (laughs) okay and number 69 is a movie you dragged real down I had it at 47 you had it at 77 it's the goldfinch (laughs) which I hated that book but just loved that movie so much it was just like it was so beautiful and those like Vegas I was just so into it oh my Uh, word yeah go listen to that episode again if you want to watch us uh destroy Matt for his weird take on that film it is honestly some of the worst filmmaking I've ever seen so. <laughs> no no yes, no yes, no yes. it was a good movie okay no. now here is a real wild choice it's 68 is a movie I ranked at 89th you ranked oh. all the way up at 27 it's Detective <laughs> Pikachu I f- did not realize you were such a Detective Pikachu stan. Okay. First of all, you cannot discredit Detective Pikachu. Okay. <laughs> yes, I can. It was Detective terrible. Pikachu. I don't remember you hating it that much if we It's like one step above Joker for me. What? Okay. Detective Pikachu had its problems. Yes. But counterpoint, it had Detective Pikachu. And he is the cutest animated creature I've ever seen like baby yeah, but yoda he was also can voiced by ryan 
Reynolds, which was like, no, it like the, the joy of it Baby Yoda worked. is that Baby Yoda does not sound like a snarky <laughs> grown man. You no, know? but that's why, you know, Detective Pikachu, he has the looks and the snark, you know, he's like, he's like a fun best friend sidekick. Like he's, he has personality, you know, he's the full package. I, I have thought about Detective Pikachu probably more than a lot of these animated movies. I'm surprised it wasn't nominated for like some sort of Oscar-y like, you know, oh my gosh. design or whatever because Ugh. Detective Pikachu himself, like no. he had so many emotions, so much character. If I could animate one like creature, person, whatever from film in the history of mankind, it would be Detective Pikachu. Oh, my oh gosh. he's so cute. <laughs> okay, Shelby. Okay, I'm gonna stop you right there before you go any further. <laughs> At number 67, I'm really sorry to do this to you, Shelby. It's your favorite movie of the entire year, if not the decade, Little, which I ranked <laughs> 75. You ranked 38. I know. I don't this know where bad. this narrative happened that this is like my ride or die movie. I You were so into this going into it. It <laughs> listen back to that like pre- to that preview episode and you're like this is going to be great and I was like this does not look good and you were like this is fantastic. You were like sending me trailers for it. <laughs> First of all, I still enjoyed it. Like I thought it was funny. And I think you liked it more than you're remembering, okay? In preparation I of this episode, like I um I listened to some of our old episodes and I think you were okay with this film. Oh my gosh, you were doing so much prep. <laughs> I, I I rank these like sort of as I go. So my ranking of little I mean, granted there wasn't a lot of this other stuff on here, but like Yeah. Yeah. It was so, put on the list and it was uh, <laughs> I it was um, dragged. I mean, yeah, it's sort of middle of the road. That's why it's thirty eight for me. But um it it had enough fun in it, and like I said, I'm a big fan of Issa Rae. So, and Regina, um, <laughs> Regina George, lol. Uh, yeah, Regina King. <laughs> Regina King. So it worked. I still remember some moments being really funny. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm delusional. But maybe I've been well, blinded yes. by the times that you guys <laughs> you have brought this up on the podcast as like my favorite movie. But I liked it, and I ranked it here, and that's just facts. Number 66, I'm surprised that you did not see this movie. I ranked it 45. It's Shia LaBeouf's Honey Boy with We're Lucas Hedges. We're it to stream. Oh, it's not it's out not, yet? It's not oh. out yet until um, this week, actually, I think. So, yes, I'm sad about it, too. I wanted to like this movie so much. I went to see it with a bunch of friends. Some of them loved it. And then I just, I, I just found it like wasn't it was it's a short movie and I mm-hmm. felt like there was some holes in it and I just like wanted more. Like mm. it was too sparse for me. So I ranked it at 45. It was like the performances are all good. It just like felt like it needed another 20 minutes to like round some things out cuz it felt tasty. Yeah. Well, I'll have to check it out. Uh, Okay, number 65, which you drag this one down (laughs) as well. It's the Rebel Wilson classic, Isn't It Romantic? Which I ranked at 41, by the way. So it wasn't like I was obsessed with this this movie, but I was obsessed with this movie. Yeah, basically, Little and Isn't It Romantic ended up here in the 60s together. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I think this movie is super dumb. I... um, I don't know what you see in it exactly. This is 
this barely made it past my bottom 10. So congrats <laughs> to worst movies for edging it out. But I can't envision a time in my life where I'd want to rewatch this. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a unpopular opinion in this circle, but whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. At 64, a number, a movie, which I don't, I've, I guess you found more interesting than I do. I put it 62. You put it at 44. It's Harriet, the Harriet mm. Tubman biopic, yeah. which I, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was fine. I just didn't find it all that interesting or exciting. Yeah. I agree with you. I just think, I guess looking what I placed it above, I actually, I don't know. Now I'm starting to second guess this placement. I was making, I, it was the last movie I saw um, before I sent in the rankings. Like I literally was just like, you know, uh, I have an hour and a half to kill. I guess I'll put this on. So maybe it was uh, a little new newness bias um, because it is pretty bland and pretty pretty forgettable but it happened <laughs> i guess yeah i was i saw that and i was sort of like what was she thinking <laughs> this is not that great so wild um I okay no number 63 yeah <laughs> a movie which i think this is a coup for this movie that it has made it up this far on the list Based on, like, both of our opinions of it. Terminator Dark Fate, which I have at 46. (laughs) You have at 59. Like, this was a... It made it this high. I don't know how. What did you have it at? 46. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you liked it more than me. Um, Yeah. No, that's surprising. I mean, it's fine. I don't even... I think the Sarah Connor actress even admitted she didn't like it. So, there's not much more to say. (laughs) um 62 another movie which i think is in a similar boat is star wars rise of skywalker yeah you had it at 46 i had it at 58 so like almost the exact reverse of the scores i honestly almost thought about putting it down because i'm just like so like star wars fatigue has hit i'm just like so over it over the think pieces the whole culture around this movie just like ruined it for me um but I kept it up because the first time I saw it, I was mildly, I was signif- I was entertained enough to justify its placement here. So I'm trying um, to keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 61, a movie which I watched and loved and uh-huh. suggested that you watch. <laughs> and now I'm regretting it because you dragged it down a whole yes. heaping lot. Yes. It's The Beach Bum. I ranked oh, it at 23. Yeah. You have it at it. 80 which like what oh yeah no i could write a whole think piece about why this movie does not work for me um this is like just above serenity just below wine country so snug in a snug in there um you talked about this on our like 2019 mid review too as like one of your top 10 favorites yes and Mm -hmm. and then you again said like oh it's so sweet it's so it's so like I don't remember the word you use. It's like gentle or nice towards this man who's the stoner played by Matthew McConaughey. I just have problems with movies where we're expected to like love a guy who continues to ruin the lives of people around him. It just really irritated me. I mean, Zac Efron pops up and there's a scene where they they push like a man in a wheelchair over and it's just like Obviously, that's not his whole character. And like, congrats to him. He's nuanced. But I just found myself very irritated the whole time that that we were supposed to feel anything for him when 
when it's just like he continually, yeah, just ruins people's lives with bad choices. And also it's just, if you see a movie about a woman with an addiction, it's like Rachel gets married or something, you know, it's like tragic and sad and, and oh, what a disaster. Whereas here it's like, isn't he quirky and funny? And like, he's figured it out. Like nothing matters, you know, except getting stoned and blowing up money. I just, one, I thought it was funny, or lots of it. And then I just <laughs> love, like, his relationship with his daughter, his relationship yeah. with his, like, wife. I thought, I think that one of the reasons why I like this movie so much is because I went into it with such absolutely low expectations. Yeah. And then it turned out that I thought it was a lot, like, more kind of endearing than I thought it was going to be. Endearing, so maybe yeah. the fact that then I was selling it to you as like, this <laughs> is great. Then you went into it yeah. with like super high expectations and were like, nope, 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 nope. I mean, I don't <laughs> think you would have ever maybe necessarily liked this movie, but I really enjoyed it. And that like scene with Martin Lawrence on the yeah, like the dolphin pretty... watching boat is honestly like one of the funniest things I've it seen. It was like, very funny, but it felt so like tonally different than everything else like it was too fake you know it was like too surreal like because nothing before that had been like I don't know that type of like unrealistic dreamy I don't know like that was just a comedy that never would actually happen that way you know like he gets attacked and then they it just it was too out of there out of left field for me yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Number 60 is a movie I didn't see. You ranked it 40. It's the Florence Pugh rock movie, Fighting With My Family. Oh, yes. I like wanted to see this and then just never got around to it. It's on Hulu now. So I rewatched parts of it. It's like cute. It's fine. It's It came out, I think, like spring or maybe early summer. Really a sleeper film. No one really cared about it, but it's it's good. And I have this newfound crush on Florence Pugh after this year. So oh, I yes. think I'm just like, I'm more enamored with the range she showed in her 2019 films because this was just such a different look than Little Women or Midsummer. So I had fun with it. It was, it was cute. It was kind of cheesy, but it worked. Okay, number 59, my choice of, like, favorite worst bad movie of the year, which you didn't see, <laughs> Charlie's Angels. Oh, my gosh. What a treat. Like, so bad, but, like, so many, like, fun costume changes. It's, like, a comedy, but it's action. Like, the, is the so action good? No. It? I put it at 39. It's, like, very, <laughs> it's very, like, campy. Kristen Stewart can't act really to yeah. save her life uh, outside of her, you know, like, usual shtick so yeah. it's weird that she's in this movie elizabeth banks is in it like i their soundtrack's really good i just found this very delightful <laughs> and told everybody to go see it and everyone else was like mm, no that looks bad to me <laughs> yep that's about right yeah <laughs> Uh, we're now getting into a superhero section of the uh, ranking. At number 58, we have Shazam, which you <laughs> liked a lot more than I did now that I look at this. I ranked it 67. You put it at 33. <laughs> yeah. But in our episode about it, the, the that's probably a fair split. I I found it just like charming and funny and fresh enough that I could look away from some of the plot holes and weird choices with like the monsters and stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's fun enough. It's like forgettable too, but I enjoyed it enough that I feel, I feel confident in my placement of it. 
And then at 57, we have Captain Marvel, which I remember <laughs> liking more than you, but I have it at 55 and you have it at 43. So I don't know what happened there exactly. Yeah, I just hated a lot of movies. So it's like... <laughs> At some point, you just have to give I up guess. and be like, Fine. I liked m- more movies yeah. and you hated more movies. So it's like, I'm pushing yeah. stuff down and you're pushing stuff up. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I did not like this movie. It probably is too high, maybe, but I just hated a lot more. I mean, you know, that so it goes. And we, we did a whole episode on that one, so we don't yeah. talk about it anymore. It, number 56 is maybe the front runner for the best documentary this year american factory mm. which you have at 55 i have at 42 it was yeah. very middle of the road for me i mean it was interesting yeah. to watch but not like transcendent or groundbreaking in any way yeah me. yeah i it was kind of weird i didn't know like who to i root for i guess which is a weird thing to say about a documentary but it just felt sort of like half finished i don't know there's no like um mission i guess to it it felt like yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like an interesting sort of like look into these group of people because it's a, an American factory that's taken over by Japanese or Chinese. Uh, Chinese. I think it's from China. Yeah, Chinese yeah. workers. Um, and they're like manufacturing glass or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> we get to a whole swath of movies here now that only one of us has seen. At 55, I saw Portrait of a Lady on Fire and mm. ranked at 37. This is like a period lesbian drama, which I thought was good, but sort of simple. So I, there were parts of it that I really liked, but it never really like did anything to me that exciting so i have it at 37 and then your 37 choice is little monsters which i don't even know what that is it's the lupita nyong'o um zombie flick and it was like a critic it was at some sort of i don't remember uh film festival and was released by hulu i think maybe amazon Mm. prime um it was fun it's sort of a quirky zombie movie so pretty <laughs> standard you what you'd expect yeah at 53 i have klaus which i talked about recently mm, on the yeah. uh, podcast this is the santa claus movie from netflix which is very good and a really good christmas movie so if you're looking for a christmas movie i don't know why you would in february but if you need one klaus is your person and then at 52 you have honeyland which is like one of the few oscar yes. movies i have yet to see so i have oh, to really to rank it yeah yeah this is a documentary that's sort of like it's very lucky that they found this story because it's basically about they decided to follow this beekeeper in like Albania I think or somewhere in that area now I'm questioning it but anyways she's just keeping the bees has a pretty pretty simple life and then someone moves in next door and threatens the bees in this sort of competition where it's it plays out like a movie where this man is like oh I can do this too and so he just completely destroys her livelihood and it's just it's pretty mesmerizing to watch pretty upsetting too (laughs) and then at number 51 is another i would say mesmerizing and possibly upsetting movie it chapter two which you didn't (laughs) see i ranked it 35 we should have had um rob put his ranking in your list for this movie yeah since he came on the podcast (laughs) he doesn't agree with he doesn't agree with my list at all pretty much so (laughs) it wouldn't have worked is it closer to my list or is it just a, a bad <laughs> okay. in the third way? Yeah, it's just different. 
Okay, we are at the top 50 now. Congratulations to the mo- all of the films that have made it this far. <laughs> at number 50 is your 48th ranked movie. I have it at 44, so we're on the same page. It's Bombshell, the Charlize yeah. Theron, Nicole Kidman, uh, Fox News drama, yeah. which again, like I liked in part, it sort of felt like not all of the pieces were fitting together for me it was it's hard to rank something like this that i feel like has really strong components but doesn't necessarily like come together as a unit versus some of these other movies that we'll get to shortly that i feel like as a whole were good but didn't necessarily have anything yeah. that stood out in a big way so i don't yeah. know it was a, it was a weird one for me you kind of i kind of left just feeling like a little dirty like why did that get made like why are we i don't know it was weird like i think um, Charlize Theron, everyone involved did a great job acting wise. Um, but yeah, it just was kind of meh. 49, an, an, a movie that I don't know how it got this high. I mean, I do. It's your fault. <laughs> uh, Good Boys, which I ranked 65 <laughs> and you have it 24. What? I don't Why remember you... you loving this movie. Why did you rank it so low? It was very average for me. <laughs> average is not bottom of the list, good sir. Um, I mean, 60s, like, I mean, middle of a 90 something movie <laughs> list. We don't call it middle. That's end. That's the tail end. Um, okay, well, then fine. I didn't think it was I, that good. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I remember laughing a lot. I had a good time. It's nice to have just original comedies. I don't know. I, I liked it. I thought the three boys were all so cute that it was like charming the sex doll the the crossing the freeway incident like it was there were some very funny moments in there i think you're just misremembering it no because i saw this again on a plane recently granted (laughs) i wasn't watching it but the person next to me was watching it so i was like watching it without the volume sort of half-heartedly while i was watching i think apollo 11 (laughs) and i just maybe that's not that engaging yeah Yeah, maybe i haven't rewatched it I mean, I should have thought it was real hilarious in comparison to Apollo 11, which was the (laughs) dullest dry movie of the year. But okay. (laughs) Moving on. 48, a movie that you certainly would have dragged down had you seen it. But Richard (laughs) Jewell, the Atlanta bombing movie um, with Kathy Bates and John Hamm and that guy from I, Tanya. I ranked this at 32. It got bumped up because there is a glorious like group Macarena scene. It's set in the 90s and everyone has great costumes. And there's like the night before the bombing, there's a concert in downtown Atlanta. <laughs> and everyone, there's just like hundreds of people doing the Macarena together. And I was just, it was it was that moment where you were crying at the end of Five <laughs> Feet Apart. Except for with, for me, I was just excited to watch a bunch of people do the Macarena. <laughs> That's amazing. And then at 47, another movie that you dragged up here into the top 50. I have it at 66. You had it at 20. Hobbs and Shaw, which just... (laughs) You have no taste, good sir. I mean, this is such a good movie. I honestly, like, smile just thinking about that final fight where they're like, he can't fight us at the same time. No, no. And then they take turns, like, pummeling. Yes, there's in the like rain. Those, oh my yes. God. Oh my gosh. Kill me. This is exactly what you want from a Fast and Furious movie. It's like everything just coalesced in such a magical way. I'm, I was a little nervous about Fast 9 coming out, knowing that 
neither Hobbs nor Shaw would be in it. Luckily, the trailer looks chef's kiss amazing, but Hobbs Ugh. and Shaw is a delight. Love it forever. Do I have to watch all nine <laughs> of those other ones or whatever when we cover that? Are we going to do it? Let's just pray no. that something else is coming out that weekend. There's a Taylor Swift drops a surprise <laughs> album, please. Dear Lord, and have if you have a whole soul. Okay, number 46. Uh, I have it at 50. You have it at 35. So we're on similar pages. It's Rocket Man, the Elton John biopic, which I liked. It was fun. It wasn't uh, anything life-changing for me. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> And then at number 45, we have the documentary The Cave, which is nominated for Best Documentary this year. It's about, like, the Syrian war, and it's set in a hospital. There's two of those documentaries nominated. This one, I thought, wasn't was the weaker of the two. Um, I mean, they're both, like very gut-wrenching and harrowing to watch because you're you're literally watching, like, war medical care being done on like a super low budget in a hidden hospital while there's bombs going off like both of these movies took I had to pause them multiple times because it was just like so overwhelming and I was sort of getting nauseous watching all of it it's like a very interesting story to hear but again like not necessarily something super enjoyable to watch but you know if you're interested it's good sounds right up my alley (laughs) Mm mm-hmm then 44 uh we have the maybe the possible i think the last Anne hathaway movie on the list dark <laughs> waters the uh the like oh there's gosh. there's chemicals yes. in the water of west virginia movie yeah. with mark ruffalo i put it at 34 i sort of like this you have it at 49 yeah um i watched this on my sick bed uh, I'll be honest, the quality was so bad that I didn't know it was Anne Hathaway until about halfway through what? when I like picked up on an accent. <laughs> it was what? like, <laughs> what kind of version of this were you watching? <laughs> hey, I don't say my sources, but um, it was oh, like, more. I think also the screen bright. It was a mess. It was a, you know, I was sick. I didn't care that much. <laughs> You should have re- like re- recuse yourself from the ranking of this movie. If you didn't even know it was Anne Hathaway till halfway through, I could tell it was Mark Ruffalo though, and um, oh, he did a great job. It was you know it was a a legal thriller, I guess is what they call it. Not much thrilling about it, but lots of boxes of papers to read in a dramatic montage. So. I think in my actual list, I have like three or four of this same type of movie. It's like this and um, what else did we just talk about? Uh, like Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell, yeah. Yeah, Bombshell. Like they're all these kind of like true story things. They're all like <laughs> fine. They're all Went-wire. lumped in there together. Yeah. Uh, okay, 43. We have the Pixar movie Toy Story 4, which we covered on the podcast. Again, this was like, like I liked it. I remember liking it, but it has left yes. no impression on me. I could not tell you one thing about this movie. It was so hard to rank because I was like, because it was in like our top 10. I'm pretty sure halfway through the year. or Maybe not. I don't remember when it came yeah, out. But I, it was I think like, it mu- I think it probably was. Yeah. It was or close like, to it. I don't remember what happens in it except like little bits and pieces. Like it is so forgettable, but I didn't know how to rank it because it's like. I remember it being very beautiful, but it's like strange how stunningly forgettable it is. 
Uh, okay, 42, another movie that you dragged down <laughs> based on my recommendation, I think. Yeah. Plus One, which is a rom-com I loved. That. I loved this movie so much. I watched it on a plane and was like, this is one of the funniest, best <laughs> movies I have seen in so long. I ranked it 13. You have it at 69. Yeah. Is it just because you hated the guy in it? No, it was more that... I like rom-coms like that's a that's something that I enjoy and this one just like didn't really do anything for me I don't know like I know you really liked the like ooh, the wedding speeches and stuff but yeah the whole premise just was like kind of I don't know there's none of that like sexual tension or fl- fun flirtation what and, I thought there was so much yeah I don't know it just didn't click for me and I felt bad dragging it down but I had to be honest. (laughs) 69. That is so low, Shelby. (laughs) You put that below so much other crap. That that, that's a hate crime against me right there. My word. It's about isn't it romantic? So that's also a hate crime against me. It's like you did it on purpose. Okay, number 41. We come to our second best picture nominee. Would you care to guess which was our second least favorite best picture nominee? I'm gonna say the Irishman. That is correct. Yes! You have it at number 58. I have it up quite a bit higher at 22, but st- yeah. I mean, it's one of those movies that's like, it's Me good too. and I recognize that it's good, but I wouldn't, Whoa. but I don't, like anybody who says like eh, yeah, I was slow and dull and whatever, I'm like, yeah, okay, I also get that view as well. Yeah. I just think if this had been made by anyone else, no one would be screaming this much about how good it was. I think it's just like I don't know. It's not even his best film, and it's none of the actors' best film. It just is like, whatever. <laughs> uh, okay, number 40. I think the movie that we agree on the most, you have it at 39. I have it at 40. It's ranked overall 40. It is Yesterday, <laughs> the Beatles movie, which was also, yeah. I think, in our mid-year top 10. I like this movie. It's fun, but it's also just like the most average movie that you could yeah. possibly find. It's the perfect middle movie. It's just like, it exists. It's dumb, but it's nice. There you go. Uh, Number 39, we have Spider-Man Far From Home, which I put at 54. You have it a lot higher at 25. I really liked the, um, the, like friends on a trip portion of this. I just didn't necessarily like the <laughs> like superhero that. section yeah. of it. You know? Yeah. Like, a, give me a movie where the bad guy doesn't show up and that group of people just has a trip around Europe. I'm 100% there for it. Yeah. I liked the villain. I didn't like I didn't like it as a follow-up to Endgame. I felt like they really missed a chance to choose some interesting avenues and instead they just went, oh, he's the new Tony's Tony Stark and it just didn't really work for me there but other than that I think they have a fun cast and they had a fun villain so is that the most recent Marvel movie has was there another one that came out this fall um no that was or it. have we not got one since Spider-Man wow yeah it was miraculous <laughs> I mean provides. there are three three Marvel movies this year yes so. <laughs> I know but I'm surprised they didn't shoehorn another one in for Thanksgiving <laughs> or Christmas number 38 is is another one of these legal thrillers that I have lumped together it's Just Mercy the Brie oh, Larson yeah. um Michael B. Jordan movie I think like 
this movie is good. It's like well made. It's not really doing anything that exciting. I think I just like Michael B. Jordan and Brie Larson so much that I was like, sure, but let's bump this up the list a few spots, you know? Okay, 37, we have The Lego Movie 2, which you really liked. You have it at 26. I put it at 51. I mean, I liked it too, but it wasn't that exciting (laughs) for me. I think I put it that high because I still really enjoy the soundtrack. And so I think that's why I like remember it fondly, but I haven't rewatched it since I saw it. So it might be a little skewed. And then right above that at 36 is another animated movie, How to Train Your Dragon 3. Where did you rank it? I had that at 57. Oh, interesting. I had this in 19. It's in my top 20. I really liked this. I, I was surprised by how much I, I liked it. I was moved by it. I'm, Huh. Why didn't you like it more? I liked it fine. There was, I mean, it's like there's, there were so many movies this year that I really did love. Yeah. And this was just oh, kind yeah, of I like what, whatever for me, you know? Yeah. Like I just, like, like if someone put this on and was like, we're going to watch How to Train Dragon 3, I'd be like, oh yeah, great. I really like that movie. Or I would recommend it to somebody, yeah. but it just didn't, you know, like crack higher in my mm list there wasn't anything like that emotional that i felt connected to with it i mean he had to say you know spoiler alert but goodbye you know he had to yeah, let but go then, like, of his his but, family yes i guess <laughs> i don't i don't know whatever it's okay, okay. It's okay. <laughs> number 35 here is a movie that you surely would have dragged down but you didn't <laughs> see it so thank you for that it's downton abbey the movie i have it at 26 <laughs> Just yeah, I think we've treasure. heard you talk enough about this one. Okay, sure. fine, whatever. In <laughs> <laughs> number 34, we have John Wick 3, Parabellum, mm-hmm. which you have at 45, mm-hmm. but I moved up a few notches by putting it at 29. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I have no problem with this. It's just more, it's not my my cup of tea. I just don't enjoy watching people die violent deaths on screen. So I remember there was something with like an eyeball... Yes, he does yeah. stab a guy in an eyeball. I've seen yeah. that sequence about five or six <laughs> times as well because that's another one of my dad's favorite movies. So it's that <laughs> and uh, the Rambo movie that we kind of like going back and forth with over Amazing. Christmas. Okay, number 33. Okay, you really dragged this one down. Or maybe I really dragged it up. I can't tell exactly. But <laughs> it's you have it at number 60. I ranked it at 11. It's 11? The Two Popes. Oh yes. my gosh, Matthew. Listen, this movie, I don't understand what you didn't like fine. about this. It's just two old dudes talking about like church. It's like number 11, like 2019 had some really great films. So what were you doing like thinking this was that memorable? It was like secret behind the scenes Pope drama. <laughs> I was like very intrigued at like the voting. Pope drama and is like weird... an oxymoron. Okay. It oh was, my gosh. No, it, it was, was great. barely they were dramatic. Like together. He's like, hey, but then you're going like... to take my job. And he's like, oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. But they were arguing. And then at the end, they came to like understand each <laughs> other, even though they had different. Ma- I love a movie where it's like people from like different places and they like learn to see yeah, from each other. Two white like, Catholic that's... guys really. Really overcame a lot to find some common well, ground. <laughs> well, but one of them was from like Argentina. The other one You're was like right. a German right. who was like raised yeah. with the Nazis. You know, like it yeah. was. I don't know. No, it was. I was. I was, was very taken yeah, with it. They were. Ta- it was interesting. It just eleven. I just. It's shocking. <laughs> what? 
I loved it. I thought it was they get pizza together at the end. I thought it was beautifully shot. They're like yeah, in the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could see if you rank this like 30, but 60? Like that is so low. It was so just low. so forgettable to me. Like I uh, no. I guess oh I just gosh. yeah, it just didn't do anything for me. Is but... this lower than 5 feet apart on your list? <laughs> no, no, no. No. I mean 60 out of 82. It's not it's not that bad. is terrible. Actually, you're right. It is below <laughs> five feet apart. Yes. Yeah, see, <laughs> what were you thinking? No, I de- five feet I apart demand had a more recount. of an emotional, emotional effect on me than the two popes. So. What? No. Yes. Oh my gosh. They, they get Fanta. That one pope loves Fanta. <laughs> okay. At thirty-two is another movie that you didn't see. It's a, one of the foreign languages nominees. It's Les Misérables, which is not. <laughs> the actual Les Miserables story. It's just named that for some annoying, complicated reason. reason. Yes. It's like they're just trying to screw people yeah. up. It's actually about like a uh, street cops. I think they're in Paris or like sort of like a suburb of Paris. And it's a poor area and just how they're trying to negotiate uh, just like the day-to-day situation. It's actually kind of an interesting or weird premise because there's this like circus that's in town and somebody <laughs> steals the one of the lion cubs from the circus. Aww. So these cops are trying to find the lion cub and they know that like one of the local school children has it. So they're trying to find it's It's very kind of depressing at the end, but it <laughs> is an interesting picture of like the day-to-day life of a police officer in Paris. So I put it at 24. Okay, number 31. We have Jamanji, the next level, which you have at 42. I have it at 25. I freaking love the Jamanji oh, movies. I'm all in yeah. for them, and I like the second one. I like, there was a second where I thought it might be higher. And also, I was sort of like, as I was watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, you know what? They should give Jack Black a best supporting actor nominee. What? And then, and then, and then, because he's like doing so many funny things. And then you oh got on the podcast gosh. and were like, no, Matthew, that's like bad. And I was sort of like, okay, I'm not going to say that opinion anymore. <laughs> but I still really like the movie. I was shamed by you. Imagine Jack Black's like best actor role and it's him doing like a black scent and being like, man, oh, that's all he does in this movie. But he also (laughs) plays the, but he also plays the girl. He also plays himself. He's just playing so many people. That is so funny. I would love that. I would love that. Mm, Amazing. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. Shelby, our first casualty of one of our top 10 lists this is uh i'm sorry that i dragged you down here to 30 i ranked this movie number 56 you ranked it ninth it is us oh i'm surprised that that you have this this high it's like a horror movie and not even a good one no (laughs) i mean i guess no but yes but no i frankly I think what's very telling is that I've thought about this movie throughout the year. This came out in like what January, February. It has been a long yeah, time early. since this came out, but I still like think about it. And I think Lupita did such a great job. Elizabeth Moss, like all the acting was so mesmerizing to watch because they're playing two different characters. And like, yes, it doesn't make like physical sense, like logical sense, but I feel like. You just have to kind of accept it and roll with it and just enjoy the the metaphor for what it is. And I just loved it. The music, the script, the, the acting. It was all great. so strong that I just it's 
It's a well, good I don't film. Know about the script. The <laughs> acting was fine. The, it was. I kind of sound it, like it, it right now. <gasps> I know you I've do. You're replaced. the untethered. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is someone gonna come in my room and stab me with a pair of scissors? Uh, what would what would the weird untethered version of me be? That's just oh like gosh, terrifying just to think about. Be like someone eating chicken fingers and just. <laughs> Staring at you with it's a like, crazy grin. I look and I'm like, who is this person? He's 700 pounds. And then it's like, oh, wait, it's, the, it's my untethered. He's been eating chicken fingers all these years. Oh, my gosh. I If that was in the movie, I would have liked it a whole lot more. Okay, number 29 is For Sama, which is the other Syrian uh, hospital movie. This one I liked a lot more. It's this female documentarian who i think is just sort of like filming her life and this war or this like sort of uprising that's happening but it's not necessarily a war and she just keeps filming as she gets married to a doctor as she has a baby as she's living in this hospital in like war-torn syria what her husband is doing what she's like trying to protect protect her child it's just so personal and it's very emotional and very hard to watch, but one of the best like documentaries I've seen in a while. So mm. I put it at 21. I really loved it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough watch, but it's good. Okay, 28. We got another Best Picture nominee. Which one do you think is number seven in our rankings of <sighs> Best guess... Picture nominees? Thinking of ones you didn't like, though. I'm going to say Ford versus Ferrari. Yes, oh! you're doing so much better this year I than know. you are last year. You have a thirty, I have a thirty-three, so we're on the oh, same okay. page with Ford versus yeah. Ferrari. It's like good, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fun seeing Christian Bale speak in his accent and have fun for once because I feel like he's always depressed or something, but he's having a good time. So I did too, I guess. Kudos to him. At twenty-seven, <laughs> I have the. The last of the best documentary movies that I saw, Edge of Democracy, which is about the Brazilian election struggle. I think I talked about this recently, so I won't talk about it anymore, but it's good. Okay, 26. You very kindly and also not kindly watched so many movies that I had (laughs) watched this year. Yes, I did. And you sent me a list, and I was like, sure, I'll get to these. And then I got busy and watched only one of them. And it's this one, Someone Great, which you ranked at 14, and I have at 43. (laughs) 43? Aww. Well, that's okay. I guess it wasn't really made for you. This is like about three best girlfriends in New York City dealing with a breakup and and an upcoming move. And I just thought Gina Rodriguez, for all her her problematic flaws, does a really good job here at capturing that sort of... I don't know, nostalgia and anxiety. And I loved it. It just really spoke to me. It sort of like stressed me out because all of them are so young and professional in New York City and all of their (laughs) stuff is so fancy. And whenever I watch one of those movies, it's like Mm. half of me the entire time is like, no, Matthew, it's it's okay. This is unrealistic. Like, you don't need to be at this level. Like, that's not a thing that could possibly be (laughs) happening to you. And yet I'm still just like stressed the whole time. So I think that if had it been set anywhere else, I would have been less uh, dragged down. One of them's a That's journalist. Fair. It's just, it was a lot for me to That's handle. That's very true. Yes, in a vulnerable spot. That. I'll allow that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And now some movies that you told me to watch that I didn't watch. Uh, number 25, <laughs> Little Woods, which you ranked 17. I did not see. Yes. This is a Tessa Thompson 
Um, I had heard like whispers about how this was one of the overlooked films for the Oscars. It's sort of about it. I mean, it is about the opioid crisis. It's about this little community called Little Woods and uh, just this woman who's trying to help her sister out, avoid like breaking her probation and just the desperation of this highly impoverished town and the you know, it covers a lot from the health care crisis. Is it a mystery? Oh, no, For some no, reason, no. I thought it was a mystery. No. <laughs> no, it sounds like it, right? It's like, oh, the little woods. But no, it's just, uh, it sort of reminded me of like Jennifer Lawrence's The Winter Bone. It's just kind of this quiet, I don't know, thoughtful character piece. And it um, has Lily James in it, too. I thought it was really good. I was surprised by how much. I mean, I liked, I guess I wasn't surprised by it, but I, I really liked it. <laughs> and then 24, another movie that you watched that I did not watch, uh, Liam Neeson's Cold Pursuit. Yes. How did, how, you ranked at 16. How was this that high? I, I have mean, I told you it, so. about this I know. multiple for, times. For 12 months. I have tried, you to, tried to get you to watch this. This movie <laughs> is so hard to explain because Liam Neeson has such a bad rap. But this movie is so different and clever and interesting. And I it, and it has a great score, a really interesting cast of characters. I loved it. And I frankly really do think that you would enjoy it. I think I probably would. But I just <laughs> keep like putting it off and not watching it. It's too bad. You know, it's. It's going to be like Jumanji, which <laughs> I refused to see the first time. And then, you know, yes. I got stuck watching it like years later and was like, this is the yes. greatest thing ever. So just wait for that. it. Yeah. Some podcast in the future, in the distant future, I'll watch this and come on and be like, have you heard Cold Pursuit? <laughs> so great. You'll be like, I told you this for years. Uh, yeah. OK, number 23, your next casualty from your top 10 oh, list, man. Shelby. I know. I'm sorry that I've been taking pot shots at these. Uh, I, I have it at number 49. You ranked it fifth. It is Hustlers. Oh, 49. Get out of here. What? You coming on this podcast pretending you have taste <laughs> and you're dragging it down to the middle of the road? Look. Are you look, kidding if me? This, if Hustlers was solely Lizzo and Cardi B and Jennifer <laughs> oh Lopez, gosh. it would be in my top 10. The constants woo of it all and just like the weird plot structure and the Mm-mm. obsession with like keeping it to, as the actual story. Like it just I didn't think it was a great movie, although it had some good performances uh-uh. in it. I don't the, I oh, had man. script issues. Script issues. No, the script. I loved everything about this. I loved how smart it was, but how shamelessly female it was. And like, it was it was such a clever way to look at the Wall Street crash. And like, oh, man, I loved this movie. It is so my so right up my alley it's like everything i wanted and i was so happy it did so well i mean this is a huge success and everyone should watch it 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 is very much a watchable movie and <laughs> jennifer lopez is fantastic in it so great I for that i cannot believe um, you that is embarrassing okay okay cool <laughs> your jets it's 23 it lasts it's it's very high on this list number yeah, 22 we got another best Best Picture nominee. Which one is next? I'm guessing I dragged it down and it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Yes. This yeah. movie I had in my top 10. Oh, really? You ranked it 47th. I had yeah. it number four. Oh, so my gosh. Really, you just <laughs> shot me up with that one. What? That is wild. First of all, I say this as a non-Tarantino fan, but you need to watch more Tarantino if that's number four for you. No, no, no. That was an okay movie. I loved Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought they had yeah. both gave such good performances. I I thought Margot Robbie was really good. I loved this kind of like chill out movie of it <laughs> where you're just following them along. I thought the uh, sequence with chill. Lena Dunham on the ranch was fantastic. <laughs> and I, because I had never seen a Tarantino movie, came into that final sequence like <laughs> having no idea what to expect and was just blown away and thought it was so fantastic. Oh, and man. I understand, like I've since gone back and watched Django Unchained and like I I was less excited about that ending because I sort <laughs> of like had an idea of what was coming. But I think like I can't change that and yeah. I... And I think I will still always have like a really <laughs> fond place for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. in my heart because it was the first one I saw. And I just was so surprised and excited by that ending. But yeah, I, I can mean, see why you didn't like I'm this. I'm not a Tarantino fan, but this is probably my favorite Tarantino because it's pretty mild as far as his movies go. But yeah, it's just too long for me and it was just too pointless and... um just a classic annoying Tarantino for me. So you're lucky it got that high. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, number 21, a movie that honestly I'm shocked that it got this high. I have it 27, but you ranked it at 21. It's Midsummer. If you I told know. me at the beginning of the year that you would rank Midsummer in your top 25 movies, I'd have been like, oh, yeah. as if. If she sees it, it will be miraculous. <laughs> and then if yeah. it's in her top half, it will be like a work of God. I just, I really enjoyed it. I think one, like we talked about once, I read the script beforehand. And so I was able to really like prepare myself mentally. So it wasn't so much a horror film as like this character piece. And I really have, rem I've stayed thinking about it. And you know what? I like love just like the toxic relationship element and her like f just the twist, I guess, of the whole thing where she finds her freedom and her family there. I really just liked it. I, I guess it spoke to me as a, as a woman with, uh, I don't know, I I could appreciate where she was coming from. <laughs> Midsummer. I wanted it to have, like, I wanted its final act to be a little bit better and it would have been higher on my <laughs> list like Hereditary was last year at number one. But in general, I thought this was a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number 20. Another one of these movies that I did not watch. It mm. is Peanut Butter Falcon that you have at oh. twelve. Yes, honestly, I almost had this in my top 10. This is the Shia LaBeouf. I don't even, it's just like so sweet. It's just like such a simple movie. And it was just this healing balm for me in the rough year that was 2019. So I recommend this to everyone with a heart. It is just so tender. There's just not a better word for it. And then at number 19 is a movie that I had to fight for to even get on this list. You were like, no, that doesn't count as a movie. And I was like, well, tough luck because I'm putting it on my list anyways. It's Beyonce's Homecoming, which is a masterpiece. Right, it is right. technically a documentary, even if it is a yes. concert movie. And like 
Beyonce at Coachella. It's just, it's a <laughs> masterwork. There will never be another concert better I, unless Beyonce does another uh, <laughs> concert better, but nobody else is going to. Yeah. And you this. know what? I put this at like 32. So it's not that low for me. I like recognize no. that it's a feat. I think I just had trouble wrapping my brain around it as like a film, but I looked and it is like pretty long. So I have to acknowledge that there was more documentary aspects to it than I remember. Cause all I remember obviously is the, the show itself, but, but that part where Beyonce's talking about her exercise regimen and how much she's <laughs> it's just toxic. Like, it's just, eat, like... it's really disturbing that we force women to do that, to put on shows. And then like Ed Sheeran rolls up in a t-shirt. So, <laughs> Oh yeah, Double but Ed standards. Sheeran's show is not Beyonce's <laughs> show. Like, I know, I know. You will it's never just... convince me of that. No, we no, saw him I... yesterday. He was not that good. <laughs> I just mean that the bar for women, whether they feel driven to do that or not, is just significantly higher than than the bar for yeah, men. that is true. So, speaking of people who uh, look terrible and. Uh, <laughs> Here not to care about it yes. at number 18 uh you have your 28th ranked film i have it at 17 <laughs> yeah. it's uncut gems where adam sandler is looking rough aren't like, you impressed at how well. high this is for me i am i am i am Thank surprised you. that this is this high for you good job i know good job i watching it i was just sort of like man men are the worst but i appreciated a lot of what the movie the style of it like i felt very engaged by it and um I liked the female characters, even though, you know, they're not like, I don't think it technically passes the Bechdel test, but I liked that the girlfriend was sort of this like fully fledged person with a heart who wasn't just like a gold digger, you know, she, she liked it. Oh yeah. It was cute. I mean, I feel like the, the point at the end of the movie is that, yeah, all these men are terrible people yeah. and that they get what's coming to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was very stressful to watch, so it did its job. Oh, yeah. So stressful. Uh, number 17 on our list is Dolomite Is My Name. I ranked this yeah. 30. You have it at 15. I Eddie Murphy's so good in this. Like, this was just such a fun movie to watch, it I is. thought. It is. It is. It's a shame that it's been ignored. I think Netflix didn't put a lot behind it, or there's still some just reticence towards taking Netflix movies seriously, but I thought that was a lot that was done well with this one. And then number 16 is the last one of these movies that you told me to watch that I didn't watch. It's Long <laughs> Shot, which I still, I uh, like the appeal of this is non-existent uh, for me. Yeah, no, this is number 11 for me. I rewatched it. It's still hilarious, still cute, still fun, still fresh. Like Seth Rogen, I usually hate, but it works here. And Charlie Theron, frankly does a better job in this movie than even her Megan Kelly impression. So give it a chance, <laughs> you know? Okay. Maybe someday, <laughs> probably not. Eh, whatever. Okay. Top 15. Here we are. Another one of your top 10 movies, <laughs> which, you know, got bopped down a little lower here. So thanks to offensive. me. I have it at 38. You have it at six. It's knives out. Oh, wow. I didn't 
realize you didn't like it that much. It's not that I didn't like it. I just heard, I think again, it was overhype. I heard so much praise for like, this is that's the best mystery ever. And you know, I love a murder mystery. Yeah. And I felt like the murder mystery quality of this movie was not Oh yeah, because you guessed it. Because you saw it coming. I forgot. Well, well <laughs> No, not even not even that necessarily, but like there's not a murder. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yeah. I loved I think like this I could wanted win screenplay because I think it is such a smart movie. It was so fun to just like watch it happen. Um Oh, the characters does, are great. Yeah, it does such a good job of yeah, just capturing these totally different people in such interesting ways. So yeah, I mean I loved it. It's definitely top ten for me. I mean, we're at the point now where we're number 14, where yeah. almost everything is in one of our, either your top 10 or my top 10. Or <laughs> it both seems like top my tens. top 10 is getting edged out a little more than yours, but. Just, just fun. wait, Shelby. Just you wait. <laughs> it's your, your times are coming here. Um, <laughs> I think you'll be more happy with this list than I am. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay, number 14, one of my top 10 casualties. You have it at 29. I have it at number 10. It's a beautiful mm. day in the neighborhood. This is yeah. the Tom Hanks, like, Mr. Rogers movie, which I wasn't necessarily expecting to love, especially after we had just watched the documentary last year. Mm-hmm. But the story of, I mean, Tom Hanks isn't the main character, or Mr. Rogers isn't the main character. It's about this guy who's a journalist who's, like, trying to, figure out how to balance his like relationship with his parents and his in his uh wife and his job and how mr rogers just kind of like comes in and shows him how to be kind to people and how to care about other people mm-hmm. and i think that's a really good message for people to know in today's you know time yeah and i was just so like it was so heartwarming i was suckered into it yeah. and i think that tom hanks is giving a great performance i loved it's I the Marielle Heller, who's the director. I love how she sets all of it up in these using those kind of like um, I don't even know what they like models of cities that yeah. they actually use on the Mister Rogers show. Like the way that the storytelling works, I was just smitten with this whole movie. I think I just I never watched Mister Rogers. I had no exposure to him until the documentary, and so. It just doesn't have that like nostalgia or like sentimental attachment for me. And I really was turned off by the weird dream sequence. And um, yeah, yeah, that was just it just didn't it didn't work for me in the same way. Number 13 is the last movie that we have that's not on either of our top 10 lists. It (laughs) we both have it at number 18. It's the last black man in San Francisco, (laughs) which is such a good movie. It was good. It's a very beautifully shot film. <clears throat> yes. And a very interesting story. I just heard today, though, that it was a white director, which is very interesting to me. Really? I thought it was one of the guys in the movie who was the director. Maybe it's a Twitter gone wrong, but I heard that and then just thought it was hugely up. ironic that a story about gentrification would be told by a a white man. But Oh, no, he is white. Huh? Yeah. But it's the store. It's it's the guys. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's the sort main of like guy. Like wrote where, it. Yeah. Yes, the, and he's the actor yeah. in it. Yeah, the actor had a lot of hand in it, but it's still a little weird. <laughs> well, I think that I think the actor and the director were good friends, and the actor yeah. had the story that he wanted to tell, so he wrote it, <clears throat> and then he wanted to act in it. So then the friend yeah. 
directed it. I think that must have been how yeah. it worked. And, you know, it's still a beautiful story. It was just an interesting little factoid. <laughs> yes. A weird little tidbit. Yeah. Um, Okay, number 12, a movie I had in my top 10, which you did not see. There's always bound to be one of these because, you know, I love horror. It's <laughs> Climax, which is like the dance hall horror movie where this dance troupe yes. all take LSD and then like bad things happen. And I loved this movie early on and then sort of thought, okay, maybe I'm being a little weird about this and kind of like moved it down my rankings. And then I saw a couple people like critics had it in their top 10 and one guy had it as his number one movie of the year. And I was like, okay, never mind. I feel totally (laughs) bump this thing back up. Like this was great. I loved it. Always loved it. For not giving Uh, in. So I have it at number six. (laughs) Nice. And then number 11 is another horror movie. You have it at 31. So you drag this down a little bit out of the top 10. I have it at number three. It's three. Wow. Interesting. That is very weird. (laughs) (laughs) No. I mean, I liked it. It was fun, but. We all know the movies that came out in 2019 and to pretend this is top five. Okay. It was such a fun horror movie. It was. Yes. I, with that stipulation, it had, I guess. It had a lot of like knives out quality, I think, in the what? cast of characters that it had. Like okay. it's this rich family. They're all weird in different ways. I liked the haunted house hide and go seek aspect. I loved how weird it got at the end. <laughs> um, I thought all the performances were really good in it. But I was just. Script, I was, it was 80% just a lot of cussing. And it's like, is that better than I'm just looking at what's left on the list and I'm just shocked. It's number three for you. You know what, Shelby? Maybe <laughs> it is. I, I don't know. I loved this movie. It was number one on my list for a good chunk of the year because oh it came out in summer and was number one until this it got is... bumped off later on. <laughs> well, hey, yeah. you know what? It happens. <laughs> And then at number 10 is another one of my top 10 movies that is not in your top 10. You ranked it at 22. I have it at nine. Mm. It is The Farewell, which I'm surprised you didn't like this movie more. I know. I think I was really just like bummed by the ending credit like card scene where it's like, oh, she didn't actually die, which I guess is like mean. What? (laughs) But it just kind of took the the. That was the part of the movie that ruined it for you? Yeah, because it's like you have this final scene where she says goodbye and she like doesn't tell her grandma and she's like, come to this conclusion. It's like so emotionally powerful. And then it's like, JK, it didn't matter. It's like, I don't know. It was kind of a letdown. (laughs) I I thought it, it was not only very emotional but it was also very funny and i think that it's yeah. tough for a movie to do both of those things at the same time yeah i th- the fact that the grandma lived at the end and made it all the much better for me because no. it was like a happy ending <laughs> and you didn't think that there was gonna be one yeah but, but i they, guess you want they, you just looking for a your, dead grandma they manipulate you to think it's not happy they make you cry at the end and then they're like psych because that's matter. the feeling that those people did go through. They <laughs> did think that she was dying and then she just yeah. turned out that, that she didn't. Yeah. I also am just like, 
I it's know a lot of life, pe- I love the grandma. I thought she was amazing in it. But Aquafina still isn't like my favorite. So I think that was also kind of a hmm, Wow. You know? Oh my god. But like it's not like I rank this low. It was still like twenty two. Was this Anyways. above or below five feet apart? <laughs> it was above. It was far <laughs> above. Okay, number nine is a movie from your top ten, not in my top ten. I have it at number 19. You have it at number eight. It is our favorite oh. superhero movie, Avengers Endgame. That fell for you. I am. I mean, I, I, I love this movie so much <laughs> and think it was such a good superhero movie and really, really enjoyed it. But then when it came to, there were just, it's just never going to be my favorite genre yeah. of movie. Yeah. And when there are good horror movies or good dramas <laughs> or you know other things the movies that we have left to come that are all ranked that i ranked all of those (laughs) higher than this one you know it was it it just you know kind of got bumped down at the end of the year but i still loved it i think it's a great marvel movie one of the few (laughs) um okay number eight another one of my top 10 that was not in your top 10 you ranked it number 23 i have it at number two it is waves I adored this movie. I I like cannot tell you how much I loved it. Oh my gosh. I was so worried that you were going to hate it too after I said I I liked it so much. I really did not like the first half. I really didn't. I I really liked the second half though. So that saved it for me. I I really liked the daughter. I really actually loved Lucas Hedges' character. Um, Oh yeah. And I like Sterling K. Brown. I don't know. The first half was just too much for me. And I just, uh, you know, like, I don't want to spoil the twist or anything, but just that sort of like conclusion of macho masculinity. Like, I understand it fits the character, but it's just, it's not fun for me to watch. It's not like entertaining. I feel like it's a little exploitative at this point. So I just like, mm, I don't know. It was tough. This is a movie that's set up into two like very distinct sections. There's like the first half of the movie that's about the brother. And then there's the second half of the movie that's about the sister. And for me, both of the parts worked really well in very different ways. I thought that the relationship, I thought that the relationship that the son had with his parents and with his girlfriend were like very realistic and accurate and interesting. And then I also thought the, relationship with the daughter and lucas hedges was like very sweet it was just it was like almost two really great movies for me put together and kind of like juxtaposed and then it's set in florida and the the (laughs) shots are just fantastic i love a car movie where they're driving around (laughs) and there was a lot of that in this the soundtrack is incredible it just hit on so many different pieces um (laughs) for me and i was and i just i think also i went in like excited because i like lucas hedges but not i i was surprised by a lot of it too so i don't know i really like this movie it was yeah it was a good one for me yeah and i understand like the whole it it was directed by a white man but like i understand the relationship there but it did unfortunately end up playing into some pretty negative stereotypes about black fathers and violence and i don't know so it was kind of hard for me well it's interesting because he wrote the script the yeah. director wrote the script without any kind of cast yeah. and then based on his own kind of situation and then when the 
actors came on, they sort of like reworked it with the director to give right. it uh, like that level. So yeah, it's a weird, it's this like last black man in San Francisco. It's like a weird kind of setup for how yeah. it came to pass. But you know what? Eighth is not bad. I will take it. Uh, okay. We are at the top seven and five of these movies left are best picture candidates, which for me is a good year. Like that, that, that's a good sign. Yeah. At this point last year, we did not have this many best pictures. So which one of those movies do you think is number seven? Oh, I'm trying to think of which one you didn't like the least, the most. Um, I'm going to say Jojo Rabbit. That is, oh my gosh, Shelby, you were doing like so well this year. Nice. I'm figuring yeah. you out. That's what I'm doing. This is, mm-hmm. this was in your top 10. It was seven for you. It was 15 for me, but I yeah. also really liked it. Yeah, it was cute. It was sweet. There's a lot of controversy around it that I haven't quite explored. I don't know if I should feel guilty for liking it this much, but I thought it worked and I think the kids were so cute. I sort of like, I mean, I understand the controversy because it's mostly like, should we be having a Nazi comedy at this Mm -hmm. day and age? But I don't, I mean, there are parts that are funny, but I think that the second half of the movie is so real and emotional that it, for me, it like cancels out kind of mm-hmm. what's happening in the f- first <laughs> half or the first half like kind of even you know sets up the second half to be as yeah. emotional as it as it is but i can see why people have problems but i really liked it yeah so i have it at 15 so it's a good Your one top 10 is weird i'm <laughs> i'm surprised you're gonna have to read it out to me once we finish but Continue. You know, I mean, I I looked at your top 10 and thought the exact same thing. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. to each their own. I think it's always surprising. Like, you know which movies people generally like and dislike, but which ones they're like, oh, this is like my movie. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, okay, number six is another one of my top 10 movies. It's not your top 10. Mm. This is the last movie <laughs> on the list that's not in your top 10. So your top five are top oh, 10 yeah. movies, Shelby. So I think I'm, good job um, on that front. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have it at number eight. You have it at 13. It is Ad Astra, which yeah. I was just obsessed a with. A good Saturn Love a space, space movie. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is this has that first man uh, spot on the <laughs> rankings from last year. Exactly. It was good. It's Brad Pitt in space. Love it. Okay. Number five. We got another Best Picture nominee. Which one is it? And this is interesting because I feel like we haven't talked about a couple of these. I'm going to say um, 1917. No. Dang it. It's Marriage Story, isn't it? Nope. <gasps> Did you drag down Little Women? I maybe did. Oh, my I didn't gosh. drag it down that <laughs> much. It's number five oh. on our joint list. It's only number two on your list. So I yes. dragged it down three spots. Yeah. I have it at it number 16. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. 16. Man, that's tough. I loved this movie. I still think about it. I. I think Greta Gerwig did such a great job with the script and the format. And obviously, I love all the actors involved, but mm, this was so good. I saw it twice in theaters. I'd frankly go back and see it again. Yeah, I I love this movie. And I read the book right before it, and I liked the movie way better than I liked the book. (laughs) 
I think that there was just always going to be like it's just not necessarily like my favorite type right. of movie. So yeah. even though it is so good, there's still other things that I like more. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Number four, another best picture nominee. Which one is it now? Okay. I'm going to say how oh, it's tough with these last two. I'm going to say marriage story. Yes, it yeah. is a marriage story. You have it at number 10. I have it at number five. I okay. loved Marriage Story. Yeah. And I thought that you were going to be a lot lower on this. I was prepared to have to fight you on this. But the <laughs> fact that it's in your top 10, too, is kind of shocking to me, but I'm well, into it. I love Laura Dern. And um, I. That's true. I think at first. And that speech is very up. It's very you. <laughs> it's very so. Um, I think at first I was sort of unimpressed, but it's one of those that just like stays with you. And I really did yes. love the music and the the just the sh- the cinematography of it all. I feel like everyone's like the acting wasn't that good, the script wasn't that good, and it's like I thought everything was fantastic. I thought yeah. the story was so nuanced and well done. Those the that part at the beginning where they're talking about each other and saying what each other likes, I thought was such an effective way to set up the story. Mm-hmm. I thought there were really funny moments. There were really somber moments i like the ending yeah this movie just worked for me in all of the different ways yeah number three this should come as a surprise to no one that this is this high on our list speaking that it was number one for both of us at the (laughs) mid-year point uh it's fallen to number 12 for me to number three for you it is book smart yes i love this movie i've rewatched it and i think it holds up and i I really do admire a lot of the Best Picture nominees, but I think Booksmart is just super well-written and super well-acted and just such a fun, fresh way to look at just that sort of coming of age, like female friendship. I It just does such a great job. And Billy Lord is in it, so bonus Oh points. my gosh, Billy Lord. <laughs> yes. This, this was so funny. Such a good comedy. Yeah, I watched this again on a plane, and it was just like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, Y'all just like the work. the Uber scene with the principal. Yes. Oh, my just, gosh. There's some good payoff. Ugh. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> okay, top two. <sighs> the number two movie of the year, which I have at number seven. You have at number one, it is Parasite. Whoa! Wait, this is a shocker to me. All the way at seven. Like, I recognize it's still top ten, but that's just bonkers to me, dude. You're going to look back at this. Parasite is the best film of the year. You can't cut it any other way. I I mean, I really, I did. I mean, I loved it. It was number seven. It, yeah. it was just like such a fine, like... Um, you put Ready or Not above Parasite. Yes, because I love is Ready so or Not so much. Matt! <laughs> oh my gosh. The emails we'll have to deal with on this. Are you kidding me? You know, here's number the thing seven, about... You put Climax ahead of Parasite. Yeah, oh my gosh. Oh you haven't even gosh. seen Climax. How oh dare you? Um, the thing with Parasite is that I loved it. I loved it so much, but I felt like the strongest portion of that movie was not the end necessarily. And I think that with this like Ready just... or Not, 
the end was oh really gosh. strong for Don't me. So when I'm like looking at these like little minutia, <laughs> I put Ready or Not higher. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love Parasite, but it is number seven. No, I mean, Parasite, just the editing, the music, the cast, the script, the symbolism, the themes, like Oh my word, Matthew. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. This is just But does it have like an ant with an axe tossing <laughs> around the house? <laughs> I cannot believe you put ready or not above parasite. <laughs> this is truly shocking to me. I I will be stuck on this on this comparison for a long time. <laughs> I think that says so much about you that you don't want to be set. That is just. Oh, I don't even word. know what that possibly can mean. Oh, oh my oh word. My okay. Goodness. Well, and Parasite. that therefore means that our number one movie is <laughs> 1917, which you what? ranked number four and I ranked number one. Number one? My favorite movie of the oh, year. My it was number gosh. four for you. Don't act like this is crazy. No, it is crazy, though, because it's beautiful. It's, um, I think it's getting a lot of unfair criticism being like, oh, it's gimmicky, like one shot, like blah. I think people are being dumb comparing it to Dunkirk. Like, I don't get, I don't get the anger towards this movie, but Parasite, come on. (laughs) That is crazy. 1917 had me emotional in ways that Parasite did not have me feeling things. The one-shotness of 1917, I think, is so impressive. I love, like, just the the scene at the barn where the plane is on fire, the scene with the woman in the basement, the whole, like, the scene where he's floating through the water, the scene at the end where the guy's singing in the woods where he meets Richard Madden and has to deliver. (laughs) Like, there was just so many moments. I saw 1917 twice that I was just like, this is amazing. I can't. I I love it. It's my favorite movie of the year. It's not even, like, close. I saw it and I was like, Okay, so tell tell the audience again your top five. Okay. Here, let me pull up my top (laughs) Okay. And Parasite's top not 10. on the list, just uh, just to keep everyone informed. So top five, excluding Parasite. Let's hear it. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do my top 10 so that you no, can no, have no, Parasite no, no. in I here as well. I want to hear your top Yes. Five. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Top 10. <laughs> 10. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Nine. The Farewell. Eight. Ad Astra. Seven. Parasite. Six. Climax. Five. A Marriage, <laughs> marriage Story. Four, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Three, Ready or Not. Two, Waves. And one, 1917. I stand oh by that. my gosh. No. That is crazy talk. That is just... That is just bonkers. Oh, my gosh. This is like... Listen. If your top ten was the Oscar nominees, people would be losing their minds the oscars would be officially canceled they would be like what are your top 10 okay my top 10 i my top 10 marriage story us end game jojo rabbit knives out hustlers 1917 book smart little women and finally one of the best movies of the entire decade parasite okay look (laughs) Yours might be a more appropriate 
best picture lineup than mine is because you had things that were in the conversation. I but this. I am taking some swings here. And oh my gosh, I you love put Ready movie. or Not almost five spots above Parasite. Look, Parasite was not a horror movie, this and I I loved shocking. it, but it Ready it, or the Not ending I thought was not as strong children's for children's game. And it features yeah. some of the worst acting. No. Yeah. No. It was so fun. It was so fun. It was delicious. Okay. Yeah. You it know, was... If this is the most fun movies ranked, then maybe. But this was supposed to be it's your favorite, overall. Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> I did not you're say. Right. You're right. What has you're the right. best this production says, design? This says a lot about you and your priorities. And I have to respect that. And just pray that our <laughs> listeners respect that too. <laughs> I feel like you are trying to purposely sick our listeners <laughs> on me, which I do not appreciate. Just remember that you had some real stinkers lower hey, on the hey, list. That hey, it's like Sarah issues. said. They come to me for the woke and they go to you for the lighthearted. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay, whatever. <laughs> this episode has gone so long. I yeah, think let's that wrap it up. our lists were sim- more similar this year than they were in years past, despite the fact that you had some lacking taste <laughs> in various places, uh, namely Captive State. You don't get to say um, lack of taste ever again because you put Parasite below <laughs> Ready or Not. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I was made the way I am. I can't oh change the gosh. way I feel. Okay, crazy. look, I still have to edit this thing tonight because yeah. it's coming out tomorrow morning. So I'm stopping this recording. I'm hungry. I got to get yeah. stuff done. Follow us on social media. Leave us a review. Tell us why Ready or Not is a better movie than Parasite because we can all agree on that. <laughs> okay, that's quite the okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>